Welcome to the Perfecting Your Practice podcast, where we will talk about finance for the healthcare professional and medical practice owner. This series is brought to you by Bankers Healthcare Group, the leader in financing solutions for healthcare professionals. Since 2001, BHG has worked with more than 100,000 licensed practitioners to help them reach their financial goals. Perfecting Your Practice is designed to talk about ways you can invest in your career and practice in order to set yourself up for success. Now here's your host, Chris Panabianco, Chief Marketing Officer at BHG. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Have you ever thought about starting your own practice or maybe even a small business outside of your practice? Maybe it's a dream you're working toward right now. Today's guests are going to talk about common business startup pitfalls and how you can avoid them so your dream doesn't turn into a nightmare. With me today, and this is not the start of a joke because I am a chief marketing officer and I love marketing, but I do have Gene Marks and Jessica Page. Gene is a world-renowned author and soon-to-be knighted (laughs) uh, author. So I'm ready for the Guardian Uh, now. For the Guardian. Again, I prefer to be called Sir Gene. Sir Sir Gene. Jessica, we will refer to him as Sir Gene. From now on, yep. Um, Gene is all – you can also find him in Inc. Magazine and the Washington Post and on – Perfecting Your Practice podcast. Yes. I said, said it, it right. right. This is for, uh, we've mentioned it before, but for some reason, this host cannot say Perfecting Your Practice podcast. You just so did it two times in a row. I did. Perfectly. And I'm going to keep saying it. Re- repetition, guys. Uh, Jess, we are very lucky to have uh, with us. She's our senior tax manager at Bankers Health Healthcare Group. I get to see her on a daily basis. She gets to see me, and I think she regrets that. Uh, no, I'm but the lucky I, one, Chris. But I learn, I learn about taxes every day. We're very lucky lucky to have her at BHG. Um, so, you know, we've heard a lot about great business startup ideas from our customers uh, in the healthcare space, whether it's a medical practice, a medical-related business, or something completely unrelated, a dress shop, a flower shop, an ice cream store, whatever it is, whatever the dream might be, you know, that's that's that is the dream, right? That is everyone's that the is, ice cream you, store. You can well, you can ask everyone. Yeah. And hey, if you could open your own business today, what would it be? Everyone has an answer. Yeah. A tattoo shop. There you go. See. So everyone I'm really I'm answer. taking notes while we're talking here. <laughs> um, but, I find that by the way, when I when I meet people from companies, you know, uh, like BHG or companies are even larger, every employee that works at companies always has an idea of the business that they want to start. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. There's like this romantic thing about starting. It's that business. jumping point. It is. It is. So, you know, today we every business owner is like, oh, if I only <laughs> had your healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Um, today we want to really talk through this and educate our listeners about some of the pitfalls, what to watch out for, and really give them the tools or the confidence to go into it. Because I think everybody I've talked to that has their own business, I'm always so jealous because they were not afraid to take that leap. Hmm. And, you know, you guys know better than anyone. And, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward. So please fire away. I, I think one of the one of the big ones is your startup capital. Mm. Um, you know, it's tough, especially if we're talking about starting a healthcare practice. It's not making widgets in your garage in your spare time. I mean, you, you can't set up a dentist chair in your garage and start building a business that way. So I think uh, coming up with that capital or what do you even need? Where do you even start right. is, is, is a tough one. Yeah, you're 100% correct. The, um, in, you know, listen, we live in a capitalist society. And when you are starting a business, you need capital. Um, I always thought, to me, capital comes in two forms, Jess. All right. So one is money. And we can talk about that in a minute because there, there's a whole bunch of different things you have to consider to, to have that right amount of money. Um, but then um, time. 
is the other one. It's the other big piece of capital that a lot of people just don't have. And uh, sometimes you don't realize how much time it's going to take. When I started up my company, um, it was back in 1994. And... Um, I had a full-time job at another company at the time, and then I was starting this business up. And, uh, and we, had, we had little kids at the time as well. And I was, like, working a lot of hours and weekends and all that. And um, so, you know, my wife was very understanding and she you know, where we were going with this and all of that. But sometimes I meet people that didn't, didn't think about that or weren't ready for the time commitment involved or their families weren't ready for the time commitment involved. And it, um, it, it can rip you apart. And all three of those, I think, are very important. Money, time, and family. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. any lack, lacking or deficiency in any one of those three could really take you down. Yeah, so you know what happens business. when you start a business is like you get consumed by it. And, and, you, um, and you don't want to fail, obviously. And it, you're all about it. And you made the decision and you quit your job or you made the leap to do something like this. So you don't want to look like a dope you know, for making <laughs> that decision. And then sometimes you start – you're pre- you're preferring giving preferential treatment to your business over your family because that's your baby, and sometimes that can have really negative effects. Let me ask you a question. So, time, money, family considerations. What about you know people talk? They immediately go to branding and marketing. But one of the the interesting things I've learned is their lack of knowledge of accounting mm. and how you run the backside of your business. Can you guys talk about that a little bit? That's tough. You, you run into a lot of business owners who are amazing at what they do and don't know how to speak to the economics of what they do. Um, so when you're, you know, if you're going to be smart about it, when you're first starting to get in there, you don't need to be an accounting expert. You don't need to have a accounting degree or a business degree or anything like that. Um, but talk to someone who does. You know, you can, you can find a business advisor um, or find a friend who does it and just say, you know, what are, what are the basics? What do I need to know? How, you know, how do I, how do I start thinking about cash coming in, cash coming out? And, and um, you know, just get a sense of it before you start to help you, you know, you, you do need that business savvy. You are starting a business. So you do need a little bit of something, a little bit of background. Yeah, I, I, I could agree with you more. The, um, the, the business owners that I meet that have been running businesses for a while, they, they, they all have this one thing in common. They're, they're all fairly decent at math. You know, like they all kind of <laughs> learn how to buy something for a buck and sell it for three bucks, you know, or how to read a P&L, you know, how to understand just some basic financial numbers that, you know, that they're tracking. Like, what are my margins? What are my receivables? You know, what are my gross profit per product line? Certain things like that. These, th- these are all like accounting concepts. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you, you cannot just cover your eyes up and poo-poo accounting. Oh, there's for the accountant bean counters and all that. First of all, you get Jess and me very upset when you say <laughs> stuff like that because we're nice people. But secondly, this, this information is really important to running your business. So um, you have to know a little bit of accounting. And like, like you said, Jess, um, you know, if, if you don't know it, Yes, by all means, work with an expert or an advisor, but um, you should also get some training in it as well. I really think you should take an accounting class so you can understand um, how – because accounting is how a business is run. In the end, it's all about money. You know, I mean, you're trying to – and people – some like, oh, no, it's all about what I'm doing with my life and trying to change the world like on Silicon Valley. You know, they're, yeah. they're always <laughs> worth changing, oh, yeah. making the world a better place, and it's all good. That's all good, but really it, it is about the money. And you want to make sure that you are accounting for your money correctly 
because if you're going to be hiring employees, people, they have livelihoods, they, they're, they're relying on you to make sure that you're tracking your money correctly. And all the great ideas in the world can't save you if you're making poor financial or decisions. Or the best marketing. Or the best marketing, the, right. <laughs> if you're making, you know, the, the like poorly timed investments or anything like that. So you really do, you, you really have to have an understanding um, and have a good advisor to help you too. So you I've, touched I've, on two points. Yeah, and I'm sorry ahead. to cut you off. You touched on two great points. One is get an expert, but Gene, you also said take a class. Yeah. Now, give me a quick, how do you choose an expert? Where do you go to find a class? You just go to your local community college and take any. What do you guys walk Actually, me through Actually, yes. I mean, so um, taking a class is a commitment, don't you think? I mean, you got to sign up and, and go and, you know, and learn it and whatever. Um, but I think it's I, I think it's a really important thing for you to do. So, yeah, you go to your community college, take an intro to accounting class. You know, I mean, I, I think that there are there are online classes that you can take as well. That, that can teach you a little bit about the ins and the outs. Of it. Or, frankly, if it depends on how we all learn. I mean, get you know, buy Accounting for Dummies or a book that you can read that will teach you how to do your accounting. That's fine. Um, but as far as selecting an expert, do you have any thoughts? I mean, you can uh, ask around. Obviously, you're probably right. not the only person in the area um, running the type of business that you want to set up. So, so see what um, advisors are around in the area who could help you. Um, you know, they might have, there might be a resource like a small business development center. Uh, in your your city or your town or your your county um, that can help you like point you in the right direction, and they might even even through one of those, they might have resources like classes and things like that that can t- you can take too. So, um, another resource, by the way, you mentioned the Small Business Development Center is Score is another good one as well. Yep. And they're also funded by the Small Business Administration, and um, they offer um, you know uh, mentors for your business. And yes. A lot of them have financial background. How do you find out you. more about Score? So if, if first you can Google Score, okay. and it'll take you right to their site. You can go to the Small Business Administration's website. You can also Google, like Jess was saying, uh, small business development centers, and they're usually attached to universities mm-hmm. all around the country as well, and they provide free resources as well. Um, another place, if you're looking for an accountant or somebody to teach you, is uh, your local chapter of your CPA society. So, you know, in Philadelphia, where I'm from, there's the Pennsylvania Institute of Certified Public Accountants. There's a Philadelphia chapter, and um, if you go to their website, they, they can refer you accountants and also have a lot of resources for you as well. Let me ask you one question to both of you. What do you look for? What What do you watch out for? Because again, you, you're entering a world. It's almost like when I talk to developers in marketing, I, I'm like, oh gosh, you know, I don't, I don't know their language. Mm-hmm. What are some things that our listeners should watch out for when trying to find that expert when it comes to tax, it comes to accounting? They should be able to speak your language. Okay, yeah. and that's very important. They, you know, obviously have a lot of technical knowledge, and that's what you're paying them for. That's what you're hiring them for. But at the end of the day, they should be able to break it down for you in language that you can understand that allows you to make the decisions you need to make. If if there's a language barrier, that relationship's not going to work for you. If, if they can't translate tax code into human speak, um, it, it's just you're, you're not going to be able to communicate with them and, and the information they're giving you isn't going to be helpful. Oh, that is so true. And the other thing is we're actually um, – I've been looking for a new accountant for myself and my wife personally and my business. And uh, not to go into details about the old accountant. <laughs> but um, So we got referrals because that's generally I – mean, the number one way people find accountants and attorneys is referrals, friends or whatever. And um, I reached out to three accountants and um, two of them didn't call me back. Oh, really? I mean, one of them just did. It was like three weeks ago when I initially reached out. The other one still has not called me back. And then the third one called me back like right away. You know what I mean? Now, maybe they looked me up online and they're like, I'm definitely not calling you back. <laughs> there's always that possibility. They listened to our last podcast. Yeah, they listened to our last yeah, podcast. Yeah. Right. But um, 
I don't know. I, like, what is up with that? That's like, yeah. odd. So you talk about speaking to your language, just like that's the number one most important thing. And then also just somebody that's just going to like respond to your emails yeah. or call when you have a question and yeah. you have a need. The last, the last person who should be blowing you off is your accountant. Do you know what I mean? You've got your kids to do that for yeah. you. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you have a financial question or you need somebody to provide advice. Uh, you want your accountant to be um, you know, responsive to you. It's very important. Yeah, and you may not be a client yet, but right. you want someone who is as open to talking to you, not as a client. You know, you know they'll bring you on board and they'll treat you correctly. So that, that is very strange. experience is important as well. Yes. If they've got some other clients in your industry. Um, because one of the biggest – I mean, look, in the end – if, if an accountant's a CPA, I always say you get a CPA. I'm a CPA, so it's you know, we went through, you know what, it was difficult to become a CPA. So for goodness sake, hire <laughs> That's us. why I'm in marketing now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, once you have that, so there's a certain level of, of uh, financial knowledge that you're going to get when you hire somebody that's been licensed by the state, so that's good. Um, but then when they have knowledge in the industry, that's really and the good accountants will provide you that insight saying, you know, I have another client and their their margins are a little bit lower than yours or their advertising expenses are higher than yours. And you, you want to hear how other people in the business Absolutely, especially because you're not talking about just doing your personal return. Right. Personal return is a personal return for the most part. But, you know, when it gets into your business, the the different rules that, that correspond to reporting for your business, um, it can matter a lot depending on what industry you're in. It's very, it is very important to have someone who understands the business that you're in. And also if they're going to be your advisor and not just, you know, not just doing your taxes or anything like that, they're actually going to be advising you. You need someone who understands what's the ebb and flow of, of your business like, um, you know, what are the cycles like, what, what are the needs of your business? So industry experience is huge. Very good. I think there's a lot of people listening. Again, it's very relative to the healthcare profession. Sure. You know, there are referrals out there. There are review sites. People are doing their homework. And I think this is an area that you need. It sounds to me from what you're saying, this is an area you really need to do your homework and, when and get the right person. And you're starting up a business, I mean, it's a really critical expert that you want to have right at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I like to talk about outsourcing a lot. And, you know, you bring people, let them do what they're going to do. And don't cut corners. You should have a good accountant with you when you start up a business. Great. Let me ask you guys, you know, we've talked about a lot of things uh, for pit- potential pitfalls. Are there any other quick hits that you guys have or suggestions uh, in that as we wrap up? Hmm, that's, I, <laughs> I, I, I do say when you're starting up a business, we're, we're talking about having that capital. We're having time, you know, knowing math, having a good account. And those are all like things that you really want to make sure that you do. The, the number one thing that I always tell people when they start up a business is um, – to make sure that you have customers. Yes. (laughs) Small thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people start up businesses. Sometimes they have a fantasy that they're going to, that they're going to sell. If I build it, they will come. Open the door, put my name up and we're good to go. This is field of dreams all over again. And in the end, you know, the, the, the reality is, and I'm actually talking to you guys because you guys (laughs) work for companies right now. Mm -hmm. So you get a paycheck, you have health insurance, you whatever. And you know, so there's a lot of great things about BHG. You leave your job and it is a cold, hard, dark world out there. <laughs> and you have a lot of people saying, you're wishing you the best and cheering mm-hmm. you or whatever. And then they're gone after that. And then you're out there on your own. Yep. So when you make the leap, the reason why I, uh, when I started my business and I had my one job and then I started my other company is I was having clients for like two years so that when I finally quit my job, I had some cash flow from existing clients so that at least I could pay the bills. You right. Know? So you got to have customers when you start up a business. If you don't, you better make sure that you've got a good two years worth of cash in the bank um, and a really good 
chance that you're going to be getting customers sometime during that period of time. If you're not going to roll over customers uh, into a new business, if you come out, like you said, you know, you better have two years of capital. What mm. are some quick ways if you're starting a business that you would go out? I know from a marketing standpoint, what I would do, but what would you guys do? What do you see out there? I don't know. I mean, your friends and family can only take you so far. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are you talking about raising capital? Yes. Is that what you mean? For, yeah. right. Or your customer base. Yeah. So, so um, first of all, mo most of my clients, when they have capital, um, it usually comes from their own savings. Um, okay. It came from my own savings. Nobody was lending me a dime. Um, if you, um, you know, traditional banks and all that kind of stuff is um, they, they want to work with you, but you, you really do have to have a history and you have to have collateral and assets and all that. So the number one thing is savings. People ask, and I don't know how you feel about this, just about like, would you borrow money from your family if you were starting up a business? <sighs> That's a... <laughs> I know. You That's guys can't see one. this because yeah. you know, there's a podcast, but like, right? We're like nodding our heads, shaking our heads. There's a lot of family uh, dynamics you got to consider before you do that. I so. would never borrow or any money yeah. from a family member. I cannot I've had imagine. family members borrow money for me, and I'm like, all it's, right, this yeah, isn't working the, well. Yeah. Right. And then, it's, yeah. and then like a month later, they're like, they're going on vacation somewhere, and you're like, yeah. that's strange, we're going yeah. on vacation. And you went out to dinner me. five nights in a row, and you still <laughs> owe me money? What are you doing? <laughs> it's just a bad idea. Now, a lot of people do it and, and, and can be successful at doing yeah. it. Uh, you just got to make sure that you've got the personality if you're going to borrow uh, from from somebody else. You know, I mean, okay. I think that that's really, really important to do. So really it's about starting out with your own capital that you've raised. Um, but there's no better capital than having cash flow from customers. Okay. What's a quick way uh, when you started out? You rolled over a few customers into your new business, but what were your first steps once you got outside of that, or did you rely on them for referrals going? Oh, going I relied forward? on them for referrals, and then um, and was 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 asking them hard for referrals. You know what I mean? And so, it's okay to do that, by the it way. It is okay to do that. But one of the tough things when you start a business is that um, sometimes you take work uh, that you shouldn't be doing because you're too you're you're involved. Like now, because my business has matured, I can feel comfortable turning away. Yeah, that's a good point. And saying no to things because I'm like, I'm just going to screw that up if I do it. Sure. Whereas when I start up a business, you wind up doing things. So you have to be really careful that you don't extend yourself too far, promise too much. You can go and, both ways with that, actually. You can over, you can over promise something yep. that you're not qualified to deliver, but you can also start taking work that's really not almost worth the time you're putting into it. That's also true. Yeah. And, and when you're starting up a business, sometimes people offer you work to do that you're not, um, uh, it's not part of your main goal here or strategy. So um, I know it's a crazy answer to a question, but I mean, you, you, <laughs> customers should be financing, you know, when you go like, get referrals um, and try and stick to your, your model for what you want to do um, and try not to overextend yourself. Don't, you know, don't, don't be too desperate for the money because you might, really might want to get yourself into trouble. You know, you, you asked earlier just any other thoughts, and I, I did finally think of one. But, um, you know, one thing to watch out for is being afraid that things were going to be different than what you had envisioned. Right. right? Because you spend, you spend however long you spend dreaming about this business that you're going to have, things will change. Right. So don't be afraid of that. You know, if you're, you're going to have to make new decisions and go in different different ways than you expected. But um, that's a big one. the ebb and flow. Right. The ebb and flow of, yep. of business. Mm. Yep. And, and just, you know, don't run away from that. So. This is all great information. We've covered a lot that I know our listeners can take, you know, from getting capital to watching out and really paying attention to the effect it can have on your family, on your friends, on your own personal time. You know, we're only allotted so much time around here. <laughs> right. Um, we've also talked a little bit about, uh, you know, getting the right professional, no accounting, take a class. 
Uh, you know, I think, again, I, I'd love for anyone listening to this, if they have follow-up questions, to reach out to us. Uh, Jess and Jean, what's the best way to get a hold of you guys? Um, email uh, jpage at bhg-inc.com. Great. I'm on Twitter, at Gene Marks. When are we going to get the new Twitter handles? At Sir Gene Marks. <laughs> it's coming. I should and work on Everybody that. know like that, that Gene will be, uh, he's going to hire an expert in marketing to, uh, <laughs> to help out once that. he is knighted. Um, <laughs> but again, folks, I can't I can't thank you enough. This is a lot of fun, especially for a marketing guy yeah. to sit with two such smart people. And you didn't fall asleep. I didn't. <laughs> I, know. I, I didn't. You did kick me twice, <laughs> but that's okay. People can't see it. We do have video cameras up now. Um, but folks, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, we're really hoping you're finding the value uh, in our podcast, uh, Perfecting Your Practice podcast. That's the third time now. Very good. Uh, we'd love to continue the conversation. Please uh, shoot me an email at chrisp at bhg-inc.com, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Jess, Jean, uh, thank you very much. Look thank forward you. to talking to you again. Sounds good. For episode notes and worksheets, please visit perfectingyourpracticetoday.com. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your peers. Thanks for listening to the Perfecting Your Practice podcast, presented by Bankers Healthcare Group, the leading provider of financial solutions for healthcare professionals. To learn more about BHG's working capital loans, business startup loans, credit cards, and patient financing, visit bankershealthcaregroup.com.